Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thank you so much for joining in. We are kicking off episode 22, which is a part of an eight-part series on Ministry Interrupted. And it has literally just kind of derailed the way we have always thought about how to do ministry, children's ministry, youth ministry. And so this series is basically here to help you as a church leader figure out how to transition to moving online. And today's specific topic is the volunteer piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is incredibly important. Volunteers are nothing more than an extension of ministry, you at your best can only minister to 5, 10, 20, 30, depending upon just how relational you are. (laughs) There's only so many people, but there is a cap. There's a limit to how many you personally can connect to. And we've learned, we've, uh, if you haven't learned yet, uh, the way to take your ministry to another level is to, instead of investing into 30 kids or 30 teenagers, take uh go and invest in 30 volunteers and teach them how to invest in 10 20 30 teenagers and kids and that is the recipe for expansion and growth uh, in a very healthy way when you're training and teaching volunteers how to be church leaders themselves and then there's also the component of uh God calls each Christ follower. He gives them gifts and talents to be part of the church body. Mm-hmm. And it's really a chance to give your volunteers a way to discover their gifts and talents yes. as a part of the bride. And to be about something greater than themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, there are so many volunteers that I've worked with over the years that told me, you know, I spend all day making widgets in a factory <laughs> or selling this or that. And yeah. it just doesn't feel like anything I'm doing is significant. But when I come here, it feels like I'm investing in the future. Uh, the saying that you always love to quote, which is I'm planting trees that I'll never sit in the shade of mm-hmm. that. Uh, and that just feeling of a greater purpose is, is so important when it comes to volunteers. And, and as you've transitioned, depending on what part of the country you live in, some of you might be full blown uh, in quarantine and others of you might be full blown in worship, but, and then there's a whole scale in between the two of you, but uh, volunteers, it could be really easy to just kind of forget about them in this moment because right now you're in survival mode, right? It's just, hey, I need to keep my job and I need to figure out how to connect to students, how to connect to children and their families. And it could be really easy just to kind of take the volunteer piece and and put them on a shelf um, and just forget about it. And that's why we focused today's podcast on this subject because – actually volunteers because the church is still the church even though it might not be gathering in a building the church is still the church because it's the spirit the holy spirit has connected us all and so we want to bring some insight into how to um, guide and equip your volunteers so that they continue to do ministry even while you may not be meeting inside of the four walls yes i love this topic because i think there's a you know in every problem that COVID presents, we have to find the opportunities. And the opportunity here when it comes to volunteers, there are a, a bunch of them, actually. Uh, the first one that comes in into my heart and mind is when you're in the middle of it, when the buildings are open and weekly programming is happening and the world is not kind of shut down, 
you don't have time to work on your volunteer team and on your culture. You're working in it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a business owner who they they'll tell me, Hey, I'm always working in my business. Uh, and that's hard for me to work on my business. Same thing here with, I want to apply that to volunteers, uh, your culture and your volunteer team and how you recruit, how you onboard, how you, uh, inspire and organize a volunteer team incredibly important and you've got some time now mm-hmm. where when it comes to volunteers you can think through process strategy and culture mm-hmm. so work on right now uh while you don't have to do so much working in and so here's a few tips on how to work on i love what you said jeremy that's so good um so uh, here are a few tips on how you can work on your volunteer, your strategy for volunteers. And one is you can seek out a few trusted ones that you already have, uh, that you trust their opinion, their advice, and just ask them for a evaluation of how things work within the ministry that you're leading Ask them how things are going. Uh, do they feel like they're getting to use gifts and talents? What do they wish? Again, and never underestimate the power of Survey Monkey. <laughs> that's right. Learn. <laughs> yeah, you know, just that's right. Be a learner. Um, learn. Become the student, and and study your volunteers in in the way that works best for you. So that would be one tip. I love that. It's a great time to listen to your volunteers, is what I hear you saying. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, then I'm going to go with another L, Ooh, and nice. it's a good time to make lists. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and, and so when it comes to volunteers, for me, the way my mind works, and some of you may uh, resonate with this, and some of you may be like, I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> but I'm a logistical guy, and so I think in lists. And so um, when I think about volunteer teams and I want to wrap my head around something, I make lists. Now, I want to start with this caveat. The lists that I'm going to suggest are not meant to be public lists. They're like diary moments. Okay. Oh, nice. Good. Do, do, do not asterisk, asterisk. So just, <laughs> I have this recorded. So if I create any embarrassing moments, that would be because of y'all didn't listen to this part. <laughs> but uh, here's what I mean. Um, I think uh, here's the four list. I would like to for you to make a list of what volunteers are highly engaged And actually, during COVID, you're going to find out who they are because they're the ones talking to you before you talk to them. Mm -hmm. Hey, like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Hey, what's our plan? What's our strategy? Hey, I talked to this kid. They're they're highly engaged. I wish that this was your biggest list. Probably it's not, though, in in reality. (laughs) Um, And then um, the next list is who is medium engaged? Like, who are the ones that um, they may not be reaching out to me, but when I reach out to them, they respond. Uh, and, and so I would put them in that category of medium engaged, like they're in they're they're with, they're with me. They're, they'll be at the trainings, but it's not like they're living for this. They don't ghost you. Yeah. And then the low engagement. Um, so, and, and by the way, some of the best volunteers are in the low engagement category, not because they, uh, don't like you or think your ministry is horrible. It's just because they don't have that much margin. They don't, they, they're giving you the little bit that they have. They don't enjoy it. And a lot of times there's gold in this list because these are people who in their, in their uh, careers, they're doing some cool stuff. It's just taking so much of their time. So just to get a little piece of them is still a gift to your ministry. So look for it there. The fourth list would be, who do I want to recruit? Who do I want to invite into this? That's not here yet that I, that I see is a great opportunity. These four lists, if you just make the lists, you have done, you've gone, taken yourself so far to wrapping your mind about where your volunteer, you know, after you listen to them and make these lists, 
you're going to have such insight on where you are in your volunteer culture and where you need to go. Well, really good, Jeremy. I think I'm going to play off your L. And um, uh oh, there's another yeah, L. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Adapting challenge I like accepted. We're going L's the rest of the way. <laughs> I like it. So I know I was like pivoting here. I like this. So first, it was listen uh, to volunteers. Second was make lists, and third, I would say make room for laughter. Mm. So that's the L. And um, the laughter piece is uh, often as ministry leaders, we can create um, th- uh, events for right now online events or times to get together in small pockets of groups because we think, hey, students and families and children. But also at the same time, when the volunteers play together, when they laugh together, they get a chance to create connection and create belonging. And it's what every human being's hungering for. And it gives them a chance to just build relationships. And one of the ways to do that right now is even through um, online connections where if you have a, you know, you could download those murder mystery parties, you know, and you could do those online. Mm -hmm. So there's a way to create um, opportunities and activities online to where they engage with each other and build connection. And eventually by laughing together, then they begin serving together. and, And when hopefully time comes, comes back where they can begin meeting together again, there'll be the connection established. I love it because it, sometimes sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves. If we're not naturally silly and funny, it, it's it's almost like coming to a staff meeting, being on our volunteer team. And we need to, it, we need to be self-aware enough to be like, you know Fair what? Enough. This is an opportunity when we're all not running and gunning so much to just build relationship through laughter. Love it. Mm-hmm. Here's my L. Okay. I'm in. Okay. I'm in on this. I, uh, and so here, here it is, uh, and it is to learn. This is my biggest aha moment that I never knew when I started ministry. That when I left, it, it was it's like my biggest volunteer tip I can offer anybody. And it's this: when I'm recruiting a volunteer, um, I tell them one of the best ways to learn the Bible is to teach it. And that is such a paradox. It feels like. Wait a second, because what will happen is a lot of the uh, potential volunteers or volunteers, they'll say, uh, you know what, I can't, I, I don't know that much about the Bible, so how in the world could I teach it to a group of children or to a group of teenagers? And I would say that's the best place to be, because um, one of the best ways to teach the Bible or to learn the Bible is to teach it, because it forces you to show up regularly and learn before you teach and that is a healthy place to in, enter into Scripture as long as you have people like the church leaders that we're talking to today guiding this process and making sure that uh, what they're learning and teaching is, uh, is true, good, and in line with the doctrine that we're, we're, we're uh, teaching and sharing. So here's the thing, though. Volunteer, one of the biggest excuses that keeps people from volunteering is actually one of the biggest cool gifts that comes from volunteering. And that's you, you, you're learning about the Bible and about God and relationship with God. It just expands so much when you're courageous enough to be willing to teach it. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And I think that piggies back onto the last tip um, that, uh, that I had that I wanted to share, which is it's, gives, you know, Jesus says, I've come to give you life and give it abundantly. And when he does that, part of that playing out is you see all this through the book of Corinthians where he talks about, I give my people gifts and talents, 
to help the bride. Um, and so when you do that, when you, uh, when they learn how to teach the Bible and when they get a chance to, uh, be a part of the church. They're literally stepping into the life God has called them to in the church. That's I was the wondering. L I word. was wondering where the L was. I was like, she's, is she ditching I'm on the L thing? Story, yeah. <laughs> so um, I think it's it's life. It gives them. It participates in the life that God has for them and that God has for us as a part of the the bigger C church. Like we get a chance to be a part of um, something bigger than ourselves mm. and and the bride of Christ and. And I think uh, it sometimes can feel easier as a leader to just do it yourself, but it actually isn't. We actually have a really sacred calling to empower and equip, and sometimes we just don't have time because our boss might be saying, hey, I need you to have the numbers. I need you just to just, this isn't right, but it could just be facts. Like, I just need you to justify having a job here. And But what happens is, and, and I think that's what Jeremy and I are trying to help you see today is there's a way to get that done just in a different way, which is in because you're joining in what God is doing when you equip and empower volunteers to to discover gifts and talents that God's given them. And the spirit can move in that. And it's like putting up your sails and then just letting him blow the wind and send your ship. And so that's one of the things that I think is you tap into that abundant life for yourself and give your volunteers a chance to tap into that when you um, engage volunteers. And, and when it comes to parent ministry, what's beautiful about this is as, you're, as you pour into your volunteers, it, your volunteers will eventually connect with students and then they will connect with the parents. So it's almost like an extension, you know, it's like they're becoming the grandchildren, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So and um, there's a whole process to mm -hmm. that. That is a big part of what we teach, but the, the process of taking a volunteer from, they, they come in thinking they're going to work with kids and teenagers. Mm -hmm. And then when you transition them to also include parents, mm -hmm. that multiplication we talk about, it happens with volunteers as well, that multiplication of ministry when, when you influence those influential parents. So to wrap it up, our tips for you today on how to care for the volunteers are first to listen to them. We're going to go off the L, mm -hmm. make list, make room for laughter, learn, and tap into the abundant life. Oh, we there did it. Go. We did it. Five L's. <laughs> uh, and listen, the clock is ticking on this. There's a finish line here. Uh, not trying to stress anybody out, but at some point, COVID will end. Uh, pandemic will stop. We believe, we all believe that. We have hope for that. And when that does, what's going to happen is the schedules will start to ramp back up and, and it'll get crazy it. and crazy and you'll yeah. be back to working in. And so take this precious sweet time when it comes to volunteers and work on uh, wrap your mind about it around it catch a vision connect them to a greater purpose all oh, this is so good hey listen real quick we want to make sure we always want to do this uh, if you haven't experienced what ministry to parents has to offer we've created that experience for you just go to ministry to parents.com forward slash free and there's a bunch of free resources you can grab and you can experience our content and kind of see how we can help you Thank you so much for joining in today. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. Make sure to join us for our next episode where we help you adapt your current material to going virtual. Thanks again. See you next episode. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. 
To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.